This is the EWN Podcast Network. Welcome to Late Boomers, our podcast guide to creating your third act with style, power, and impact. Hi, I'm Kathy Worthington. And I'm Mary Elkins. Join us as we bring you conversations with successful entrepreneurs, entertainers, and people with vision who are making a difference in the world. Everyone has a story, and we'll take you along for the ride on each interview, recounting the journey our guests have taken to get where they are, inspiring you to create your own path to success. Let's get started. I'm Kathy Worthington. Today on Late Boomers, our guest is Seth Dietland, a visionary and certified hypnotherapist who is creating a community for the purpose of helping you dramatically shift your experience through expanding your conscious awareness. And I'm Mary Elkins. Seth creates content, provides intuitive readings, coaching, and hypnotherapy. He's the creator of The Miracle Method. He's the host of the podcast, Talk to My Angels, and has designed a deck of angel-inspired tarot cards, which will soon be available. Welcome, Sep. Thank you for having me. Tell us about your background and how you found this path to teaching about the angels. And that's, that's actually a fascinating story because 20 years ago, I had a spiritual awakening. And when we have a spiritual awakening, it always comes on the heels of a very difficult situation that is a catalyst. And in this particular case, I was in a one-sided relationship that was ending and had a few setbacks in my business. And for whatever reason, it was painful enough to call in my, my angels. Actually, I sort of yelled at them. And asked them why they weren't doing a good job at watching over me. Oh. I remembered my mom teaching me that we had angels. And of course, I used to speak to them when I was a kid. And I forgot that I had lost contact with them. So I asked for a sign that they were around me. And I felt something touch me. I felt peace overcome me. And then I heard a message inside of me that said, this is going to be okay. In fact, it's going to be better than okay. And what I thought was a one-off experience turned into ongoing communication with the angels. And when I started talking to the angels 20 years ago, they revealed that the earth would go through a great big planetary shift of consciousness that would better the earth after, of course, some difficult times. And through the last 20 years, they've been downloading a lot of information about this period. Of course, nobody wanted to hear about it during the last 20 years. And then of course, two years ago, suddenly it becomes relevant. <laughs> so through this process, I've learned that what we're going through is tapping into our highest potential individually and collectively. And that's the part that's exciting because when we get there, we're capable of something better. And through this process, the angels have revealed that we will discover how to create even the structures that we count on in everyday living, such as government and the way to exchange money that ends poverty and war and a lot of the other sort of cancer-like traits that keep humanity back. Mm 
And this trend in upward consciousness is unstoppable at this point. And a lot of people are participating in it. This is a greater sense of love, which of course sort of contradicts the feeling of division that we feel a lot of around us. And yet at the same time, that, that division is actually creating an opportunity for realize how much we love each other, how much we need each other. And this is how we end up helping each other to tap into this highest potential that we have. And it's actually happening. It depends on where you look. You can look right now and see a lot of division, or you can look right now and see a lot of unity and a lot of people working together to make a better world. And so that's how this got started. And for a while, I was working as an actor and a filmmaker, writer, and these two lines ran parallel of working in the entertainment industry and being able to communicate with the angels. And now all of a sudden, the two lines intersect the way that I see it because when the angels first came to me, they said, and this was uh, early on, they said to me, in order for you to do what you're meant to do, what your soul signed up to do in this world, you're going to lose everything. And this was just before the real estate crisis. And I was in real estate at the time. Mm. And what happened was literally before the real estate market froze, they came to me and they said, it's time to let it all go. And of course I, I had foreclosure and all of that stuff back in those days. And then that shifted me into um, film and television and then continuing to work with the angels to help people heal and discover their higher consciousness. I teach intuition, intuitive development, and that's a way of helping people to find that higher consciousness. And it's something that's so easy and profound to find. I love that. And you sound like when you were talking about the world, it sounds like you were talking about a miracle waiting to happen. So let's talk about miracles. What's your definition of a miracle? Great question. A miracle is a positive event or circumstance that can't be explained by logical means. And it doesn't always just mean that we see a statue crying or the blessed mother visiting, you know, above a lake or anything like that. And those are miracles for sure. But we experience them every single day. There was a time I was selling cars and I needed an extra car to sell to make my, to, to make my bonus. And somehow or another, out of nowhere, someone walks into the showroom and buys a car. And miracles don't have to be religious either. They can help us achieve our goals. They can help us solve our challenges financially, health, and especially they give us an opportunity to allow the universe, the creator, whatever word we want to use, to get its hand in the mix and get its hand into creating something. There's so many times that if we surrender, we'll see something that just happens out of nowhere. And then it's so fun and one great aspect of miracles is no matter how many of them that you experience or for how long you experience them frequently, I like to say they never wear off their new car smell. Oh, I've been doing this for like 20 years and I see miracle after miracle. I even was with a friend of mine and something happened. I forget what it was. And my friend just sort of snickered and I said, what happened? And he said, every time I'm around you, I just watch miracles happen. Oh. And, and, and 
even today, like when something happens, I get ex so excited. It just doesn't wear off its, its luster, its new car smell, like I say. And it's uh -huh. something that we need a lot of right now, especially. Yeah, and how did you discover the miracle method that you talk about? And what are the three keys to shape the reality that we want to live? Great question. Thank you. Well, and this is going to sound really crazy, but the angels came to me in a dream and we call that astral traveling. And when the angels came to me in a dream, they took me into a reality where they were actually speaking to me. I was sort of in like a boardroom situation and I was with the angels while I was sleeping. And at this point, they had sort of outlined three different steps, big critical steps that I had taken in my own journey from getting from, let's say, uh, living a normal life into experiencing miracles continuously. And I realized what it was that it took to tap into them. So the first step is to awake and connect. And that's where we re-identify with the indwelling presence, with the indwelling being, because we're not this meat suit that's walking around and you know, in debt to the credit card companies or whatever. We're not that person. We have existed forever and we will exist forever, the true us. And so when we have our spiritual awakening, we switch from just being our avatar into having a new relationship with that higher being that we are. And this is the relationship that many power structures in our world have tried to prevent humanity from happening, having, mm -hmm. but this is the solution to everything. This is not only the solution to our personal challenges, it's the solution to our global challenges. Mm -hmm. And very often, like in a spiritual awakening, we're brought to this space where it looks like we have no other solution and something inside of us appears. And that's our higher self. That's that indwelling self. And we get an opportunity to recognize what's the difference between my temporal self that's here as a human being and what's my divine self. And we're switching the relationship, but we're also switching where we draw our power from. It's one thing to live in a reality where we get in our car and we commute for 20 minutes and 30 minutes. Depends on if you're going to Santa Monica, it could be 45, but <laughs> <laughs> or more <laughs> or more. Right. So we get in there, we go do that thing. We put that thing called money in the bank and we pay our bills and we draw our money from the things that are, or draw our power from the things that are happening in this world. But when we switch into this, we transfer our power from where we draw it from, from this indwelling presence that not only knows how to solve everything has amazing ideas when we need them the most, but also makes us feel full full of life, full of peace. And it also makes us full of love, not only for ourselves or for, or for each other, which brings us to the second key, which is self-love. Now, very often self-love is a very interesting term that we throw around, a little buzz term that we throw around. But through hypnotherapy, I discovered that self-love isn't the meat suit loving the meat suit. Self-love is the divine self loving the meat suit, meaning our soul loving our human being. And here 
for the listeners, a great way to have a breakthrough with this. Oh my gosh, I love this. Is you tell a person, how much compassion do you have for other people? How much compassion do you have for other people? That comes from your soul. It comes from your heart. And now go ahead and have that for yourself. Mm-hmm. And often when I share that, people have those tears of joys that that coming back to heaven in your heart feeling. And they realize, we realize, I've realized this before. It's not, for example, for me, it's not Seth loving Seth. It's my higher self loving Seth. And very often we have to love the courageous human being that decided to take a journey in this place that is so full of challenges. Uh and the courage that it takes to do that. And we let other people off the hook more than we let ourselves off the hook. And that's the funny thing. So we hear the word self-love, but how do we tap into it? And so the second key, of course, is that we discover that that higher being that's observing and enjoying every experience that we have here loves us so much because we're the avatar or the vehicle to which that higher self can have this experience. And then when we realize that this is why this creates miracles is we realize that higher self has this power to create things that want to happen out of the blue or ideas that we can follow. There's many practical ways that we're going to create miracles because we're forging a relationship with our most powerful self. Since I forged this alliance with my most powerful self, if ever I want or need a job, I put in one application where I want to be and I get the job. And right now I I am working part-time in um, a center where I do readings and such. And actually I just walked in and they gave me the job and that's how it works because All of these doors are opening or the ideas. This is where you go. This is what you do. So in that self-loving relationship and that improved relationship between the two beings that we are, what we end up doing is creating this mega powerful creative connection where we begin to shape the reality that we want to live in. That brings in people to us. Imagine you start vibrating at a high frequency We're in the presence of people and we say, oh, I love your energy. Well, what that energy is, is that they're connected to their divine, whether they know it or not, whether they've gone through these keys or not, but the people who have true charisma are the people that we just love being around. It's because they've tapped in. They've tapped into that loving and powerful being and they start to radiate that. Mm -hmm. And when they're radiating that, yes. They're rating that we feel that signature and we just get all cozy in there and we just fall in love with them as much as we do. And that also brings opportunities to us because then people want to uh, bring us into other opportunities. And then the third step, after we start loving ourselves, when we're awake, we're connected and we start doing this. And and also, yes, the other thing that's really important uh, for the listeners is The desires in your heart when you're awake are the desires that that higher self wants to experience through you. So if you hear this huge desire that says, I want to go to Hawaii for four weeks, 
and enjoy that there. That means the higher self wants to do that through you. What happens is that we start to let more in because then we're like, well, I shouldn't go do that because I need to work. Where's the resources coming from? Well, you forged this amazing connection with your higher self and the higher self is going to find a way to happen. Uh, I'm going to use an example. I wanted to go to Brazil and meet someone who I am now married to. And yes, and I ended up manifesting the money that I needed for a trip that came from out of the blue from a commercial that I had filmed a few years earlier, and they wanted to renew the perpetuity. Mm -hmm. And when I realized that I wanted to go on this trip and my indwelling self, my higher self, it wanted to go too. So it's like, okay, let me find a way for you to go. (laughs) And so we let these experiences in and we step out of the way of the more powerful of the two forces and let that bring that in. And that's where we get to shape our own reality. And of course, the third key is probably the most difficult one. And this is when a lot of our listeners are going to, that have been on this journey for a long time are really going to relate to this one. This is where we have done that already. We've awakened, we've connected, we've learned to love ourselves. We've done a lot of healing. We've let go of some of the stuff that our body's carrying around and still we're discovering blocks. This one is about the part of collapsing old paradigms and building new ones. And, you know, there was a day that we couldn't imagine carrying a phone, like our cell phones, and yet we do today. The impossible is always possible. So we live in this reality where we have so many boundaries and whatever boundaries of our beliefs are, that's the limitations that we can create within And once we actually give up those boundaries, we're suddenly able to create something outside of those old boundaries that become now takes the impossible to possible. And I'm going to use a practical example of this because I I was doing readings and I've been doing readings and healings for a lot of people in LA, for example. And one of the things that people would come to me, they're looking for to create a relationship, which is a wonderful, wonderful spiritual journey that we can take of discovery with another human being. And they'd say, I live in LA, so I keep meeting this certain type of person that's not, you know, heart open, giving, maybe a little bit, you know, a lot of other explanations like narcissistic and all that other kind of stuff. And it's because we believe that that's the only kind of people that live in LA. Let's say we have that belief. And the no, minute <laughs> I don't believe right? that. Yeah, I don't believe because I live in LA and I do too. No, of course, of course. Right. But some people have that belief, right? And we can, we can have that belief from time to time when we experience people like that and our experiences can shape our beliefs. So if, for example, for three years, we only meet this certain type, then we sort of get this belief, oh, this city only has this kind of people. And so we can swipe right as much as we want. (laughs) But we're still going to bring that person into our reality because we're going to draw that in. And one of the ways that we can interrupt that sort of boundary of the old limiting beliefs is we can actually ask the indwelling self, give me a new experience that I can leverage. And so, for example, we can say, give me a new experience that I can leverage. And I had an experience like that 
where, you know, I was living in West Hollywood and I wanted to meet like other spiritual people and I couldn't find other spiritual or awake or whatever word you want to use conscious people. And I said, all right, angels, universe, source, send me somebody to interrupt the experiences that keep compounding this old belief of limitations. And the next day I was at the gym and this person comes up to me and says, are you a healer? And I said, yeah, why? He said, I can feel your energy over here. And the minute I thanked the source for sending me that interrupter, I then went, it stretched into a new belief. And every day thereafter, I met another awake person, another awake person, another awake person. And we can do this for everything. So for example, if we're stuck in an old poverty paradigm, and then of course, we're bringing in these circumstances that is a scarcity, but we're bringing it in as, a, as an echo to our belief in the poverty. So that compounds our belief. So we ask for an interruption to that. And then when we ask for the interruption for that, of how easy prosperity can come in, then we leverage that and say, thank you. And then prosperity starts coming in some more. So I the, love that. That's yeah. great. Let's- so the minute that... The minute that we have that connection and we have all where that self-love is how we create the flow of alignment and energy, then that third step of actually removing all those limitations so that, so that all that power can go to work for us. Those are the three keys. I love Uh that. That's, that's, um, I think I'll be looking for several interrupters. Let's talk about intuition and talk about intuition and the skill of it and emotional intelligence. Tell us about that. Great. I love that. So intuition, I like to look at as the sort of secret gateway to all of this, because intuition is the language of that higher self, that indwelling self. And so we often find a way to want to develop our intuition because we want to know. And that's the thing everybody wants right now is they want to know. People want answers. There's so much uncertainty. That's exactly what they want. Well, the great thing is that indwelling self, that higher self already knows everything because it's connected to everything. And when we open up that gateway, we're not only opening up the the part of us that knows everything, we're opening up that relationship so that we get to actually ask those questions. So intuition is something that we all have and we use it all the time. So if we do like we do with our muscles at the gym and work it and work it and work it at the next thing, you know, it's going to become a natural trait. And it's so funny because I'm sure you also know that when you hang out with intuitive people, sometimes you'll just look at each other and laugh and you'll know exactly what's talking. That's telepathy, you know, going back and forth and such. And I've taught intuitive development for 15 years, but I bring in all the aspects about creativity and connecting with the higher self, because I know that when people come in to learn intuition, for example, that they're looking maybe to be able to guide their lives, which is great. And it's that indwelling self that can do that. But I fortify this with a way to actually expand into that relationship. So it's not just about asking questions like, is John going to call me on Friday night or that kind of thing, 
or what kind of job should I do? But it also accesses all the other things. And you'll never know what comes out of there. But then when you develop this trust with that, then that's how you have that trust with that GPS, which is that relationship with that connected force. Yeah, that's interesting because I think a lot of us or a lot of people in general ignore their intuition. They don't even realize they're, they have it. But also I wanted to ask you, how, did, how can hypnotherapy help us create success and heal? Oh, yes. So hypnotherapy is a way of breaking through the critical factor because we have two minds. We have our higher mind and then we have our human mind. And that human mind, even the, that human mind, it's like an iceberg. You know, there's our conscious, what we're consciously aware of. And then what's beneath the surface, which is the larger portion, is what we know, but we're not always aware of. So a good example of that is, let's say, uh, a, someone who loves to sing, sings all the time, and the parents get annoyed and say, you have a bad voice. Maybe they don't. And they don't want to go out and try their hand at singing. And maybe their gift to the world is that they have to offer it. But deep down inside, they don't believe that they have a great voice. So they're not going to do that, but they don't know where that belief comes from, but it's there. And there's many more, even events that happen in the world. Uh, or if you get the idea that something bad is going to happen in the freeway or whatever, it's all of these kinds of things. Well, what's interesting is that there's so much blockage at that level uh, where we don't know what kinds of beliefs we're holding on to. And so when we go into hypnosis, we go into a brainwave state. And first of all, we go into that brainwave state every day. I have people who will ask me about hypnosis and they'll say, oh, I don't want to do that. I don't, I don't want to be hypnotized. It's like, well, whether you realize it or not, you're being hypnotized every day by an ad campaign, by the news, by all kinds of other things that are actually getting past the critical factor and shaping your desires, shaping your response and all of that other stuff. They're just doing it without your permission. And they're doing something for their benefit in that case, whether it's yeah, to like sell Facebook. you. <laughs> yeah. All of that yeah, stuff. Yeah. Yeah. The makeup or whatever it is mm -hmm. that approach is used in that. So we're, we're accustomed to it all the time. And we go into hypnosis. We go into that brainwave state all the time, whether we're driving or in the shower. So this is just a journey where we go beyond that critical mind and we go into the higher mind. And once we get there, we have revelations, but we're also connected to that intuitive self. It can actually accelerate our ability to become intuitive because when we go into that brainwave state, we start to lock in to that state of mind or that brainwave state that automatically puts us into that place. One of the things, and I would love for your listeners to benefit from this. One of the things that I share with people, which is an easy portal into this is no matter how things look from the outside, because the weird thing is if something not so great happens, then it puts us into that negative state, into that lower vibrating state. Like last night I got pulled over and I got a ticket and it can, it can actually make us feel a certain way. Right. And then we have to get up. We have to rise above that. And the quickest way to rise above that is to remember one of our favorite experiences because that helps us get past the critical factor. 
We remember one of our amazing experiences, whether it was when we had our kids or we got married to our sweetheart or the day we won the spelling bee, that day that we felt all encompassing great. And then I remind people that you didn't feel great because you won the spelling bee or you cashed a $50,000 check from a commercial you did. You felt great because in that moment, that experience caused you to ascend up and to connect with that indwelling being. And that expansive state was that you had an unimpeded connection with the two people that you are. So what's interesting is that when we remember an experience that made us feel that way, we'll also remember the feeling. And if we lock onto that feeling and hold on to it, it instantly ascends us up into that state. Now I'll tell you a really cool practical application for this. So like, for example, when I discovered that as part of discovering the three keys, I was still working with, uh, with the, at the car dealership selling cars for a little while, just for like a year and a half or whatever. And that's an environment that has so much negativity. The customers come in, they don't trust you already. So it's really hard to build rapport. Management style is this old style of beat them to death until they sell a car. And that's not putting them in the flow. So if I would get into like a really contracted state, I couldn't sell a car that day. So I would do this. I, whenever all these old paradigm things were being whizzed at me all day long, and it finally got me down into a contracted state, I would go upstairs. I would remember something that was amazing. I would get into that amazing being and I'd come down the elevator. And one such time I ended up just coming down and there was a guy standing next to the eight series. And I was like, here you go. And he sold the car. It turned out the car had a $1,500 bonus on it, but it put me in alignment if, if, you, if you catch how that is. And that's mm-hmm. a really cool hack about how we can get in alignment. And then we're in the right place at the that's, right time. That's exactly can... the question I wanted to ask you was talk about alignment. What is it and why is it important? Great. Yes. And alignment is when our human self is in unimpeded relationship with that higher self, with that conscious self, with that, that self that we're talking about, that, that soul self. And when, it's, and when it's connected, this is when miraculous things start happening constantly because it can come in many forms. So the alignment is just a very firm relationship between the two. And staying in that relationship is key. Propagating that relationship is key. Like I shared with the car dealership story, you know, you use a sort of a a stimulant to get you into that state where you're back into being connected. And it's really funny because when something not so great happens to us, like when I got pulled over last night, I started remembering all the bad things that have happened in my life, right? Because you're in that state of mind. Mm -hmm. But when you remember the good things that happen in your life, suddenly all you remember is the good things that happen in your life. What would you say are the three keys to alignment then? What are our keys for that? So first of all, it is knowing how to lock in, okay? Knowing that there is power there because we're not taught to find our power from within. We're taught to find our power from our hard work, from money, from our looks, from all kinds of things. We're taught to find what we need from there. 
we're not taught how to actually harness what's inside so that we can use it to shape the reality that we want to live in. Mm-hmm. So that's the first one is actually just knowing that that's where it's found and not in the outside anymore. Another one is interference and interference comes in many forms. That's when, for example, you start to trust your intuition and someone logical comes along and says, Ooh, that's a bad idea. And some of the best things we've ever done are done from intuition, right? And why would you let someone stop you? But that's not the only form of interference. Um, brainwave state, um, frequency, um, in digesting or consuming content that doesn't bring us up, but that puts us into fight or flight. So, you know, especially now, there is the option to consume a lot of content that has these doomsday, worst case scenario kind of things. And all that does is interfere with your ability to have that connectivity Mm -hmm. um, in that sense, to, to be in alignment. It takes you out of alignment. But also if something not so pleasant happens, that it takes you out of alignment. So you have to deal with it. You can't stuff it because then you have something you know, new stored in your being that's going to be a block later. You have to deal with it. And that's, of course, where we learn to deal with it. And when we start speaking with our indwelling presence, the next thing that happens is when something difficult or challenging or not so great happens, we, instead of being in that lower vibrating paradigm of this happened because this person did this, where we, we raise up and we're like, hmm, what's this showing me? And very often like a hundred percent of the time, it's showing us how to become even more greater connected to that indwelling self. Well, Seth, how do we stay aligned during challenging situations and difficult times like we're all going through right now? Yes. That's why our work is so important. Like what you ladies are doing, which I love and all of the healers and shamans and light workers and people who working with the other side, which is great is staying out of the fear. That's number one, because it is one of those interferences mm-hmm. when you're afraid you're not aligned. And when you're not aligned, you can't make the, you can't be guided into the best places at the best times. And also your frequency is dulled down. So what's interesting is that if anyone or anything wanted to control humanity, the first thing that they would do to do that is give humanity its kryptonite, which is to put it into a fear or fight or flight state. Ooh. I'm just saying if <laughs> yeah. they did, if anyone um, had that motive. Uh, you know? Yeah, I think some people do. How does, <laughs> well, just but, never mind. But the, but the does... reason why is the reason why is that they know that that disempowers uh-huh. people, that takes people out of alignment. They're not going to be listening to their higher mind or their inner voice or whatever, and they're going to be doing things. Um, that's mm-hmm. why you see, like, for example, when you drive around, people are behaving like differently all around you. But mm-hmm. the, the reason for that is just being out of alignment. And but how does intuition and access to our angels and spirit guides add uh, to our lives? Like, what can we look for? toward for that it's it's a game changer 
because the peace that you get by being constantly not only in the guidance, and you have access to that, you're always like, go here, do this, send that email or whatever. But when you're in, when you're in communication with that force, you feel whole on the inside. You cannot feel fear and connected with your angels at the same time. It's impossible. And so I'm trying to remember the question because I know oh, where I was going with this. Uh, yeah. Just how does it, the intuition and the access to our angels and spirit guides add to our lives? What oh, are yeah. Well, first for? of all, it will not only give us peace, which is great. And it's not just a big kumbaya fest, but that peace is important because it clears us up and it opens up our mind so that we can receive guidance from our higher self. Mm-hmm. And that guidance is always going to put us in the right place at the right time, whether that's if we need a new job or whatever the case is. The other is that when we're in that state, we're able to see things completely differently. And we're no longer in a place where the sky is falling, but we're in a transformation where we're going to something better. And you can clearly see that when you're connected and in alignment. And so having access to our intuition you know, I've been getting a lot of requests now to, um, I offer a course online and people have, people are wanting this now. And the reason is, is that it's no longer just a luxury to have access to that. It's actually a critical life skill to have because it's the only way that we're thrown so much uncertainty right now. But when you're connected to that level, You'll surrender when there's uncertainty. And then in some cases where you're meant to know something, the uncertainty will become clear because you'll tap into that infinite library of you that already knows everything. Well, how, how do you recognize it and how, your, your guides? How do you recognize the spiritual guides and yes. gain access? Yes. How you feel. How do you feel? That's just it. It's so easy. When you feel contracted, when you don't feel good, when you feel fear, when you feel anger, when you feel anything like that, then you're not in the presence of that. But when you feel expanded and your heart feels open, you'll even recognize that in your body, especially in your abdomen, that tension from contraction will be gone and you'll feel good. You'll just feel good. A lot of times, when we go and have a session with a, an intuitive or, or a light worker of some sort, we're getting a sort of a soul massage, right? And that's because we're in the presence of that energy. And then when we're in that presence of energy, it's like a guitar string. It actually just opens that up because that's the natural state of being. But it has such a recognizable signature. And we know it because we feel amazing. And another term I would say is we feel alive. But when we feel that the problems before us are unsolvable, or when we feel like we're not going to get through this, or we feel like these situations out there in the exterior world are going to stop us from somehow or another living fully, then we're in that contracted state. But when we're in that expanded state, that's how we recognize the presence of our intuition and our angels and spirit guides. And angels too- have other ways of showing up too. They're very, very interesting. And when the more you become awake and know the angels, they have amazing, amazing ways 
of revealing their actual presence around you. Just the other night, I had a chat with Metatron and Metatron is the angel that's over. He's the archangel that's overseeing this uh, global ascension, this uh, great awakening. And I had a chat with him about something and he gave me an idea to call somewhere. And the person who answered the phone, his name was Enoch. Well, for those who don't know, the Archangel Metatron was Enoch. So the Enoch of the Bible was actually Metatron's life in a human body. Hmm. So when I took this guidance from Metatron, and we all, you know, we don't ever hear the name Enoch, but when I called this place, I was guided to by Metatron the next day. The person who answered the phone to help me, his name was Enoch. And I'm like, okay, gotcha, Metatron. Ooh. You're me. <laughs> That's great. So yeah. there's a lot of different ways. We'll see feathers on our paths. We'll see coins. And then when we do, we just literally and instantly expand. And then when we expand, we'll hear something or know something. And that's the cool thing because it's that contraction that keeps us out of tune with that information as it's flowing to us. But the minute that we expand, then like the angels are there tapping their, their, their feet and they're like, okay, finally, I can get that message through to you. I wanted you to just tell us about your business, the miracle method and how people can learn about the methods and work with you and, and talk with that a little about how you came to design your angel tarot cards. Right. Oh, great. Thank you. Yes. (laughs) So the miracle method, I combine empowering people intuitively with hypnotherapy sessions. So it's a three month coaching session. The first session is one that's designed to increase that connectivity, that alignment. And so the second session in the month, I give homework so that the person comes back to me with their own answers of how to guide and shape their life. The second one is where we use hypnosis to heal what's holding us back from self-love. And then we do the same thing again in sort of a, of another uh, rap session where whatever they've discovered in between the sessions by accessing their own intuition, then we do that. And I facilitate that by bringing my own guidance into the equation. So when I channel the angels and intuition, then I help them shape that. And the third one is one where it's designed to actually see beyond the limitations so that we can begin to expand because going from A to Z, there's different steps in the middle where we start to expand what we believe is possible. And then that expands it more and expands it more. It's not an instant um, opening to anything is possible. When we see a little something that was before impossible become possible. So that's the third hypnotherapy session. And then we talk about it again, and then we continue if we want to. And then I have a sort of go at your own pace, angels and masterclass that people can, it's going to teach them how to use the cards, how to do readings for themselves and how to connect with the angels. And someone suggested that I design a set of tarot cards that had, that were with the angels and through a set of miracles, an amazing set of miracles I ended up designing these cards and they're going to be printed here soon, but that works in tandem. Does You don't have to use those cards with the class that I teach, but it's another way of actually bringing the angelic aspect into the tarot and for current with current images that help us to relate to our current times. 
So yeah, they're on, beautiful. I saw the designs. They're gorgeous. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. I saw them on your you know, website. Oh yeah. And there's, there's some, I had another angel channel work with me on that in the design and there we were doing some certain things. So this is a cool um, aspect of that. I, the You'll Ace have of to Swords. let us know when they'll be available so we can tell our listeners. Oh, yeah. Well, you can pre-order them now. They're available mm-hmm. for pre-order now So for the first order. So you can actually go on my site and pre-order them. And of course, when they change into you know being in stock, then that status will change to that they're fully available for order and immediate shipment. Um, so mm-hmm. I had the idea for the Ace of Swords. So the Ace of Swords is about triumph of the mind. And the violet flame of transmutation came to me through the angels. So I contacted my my collaborator and I said, oh my gosh, this is what we should do for the Ace of Swords. This is what the angel said. And she said, that's what I was drawing. I was just working on this card and I was just making this violet flame and I didn't know why I was making it. So (laughs) So it sounds like you're really in harmony with your co-creator. Yeah. Yes, exactly, yeah. exactly. So yeah, yeah people yeah. can sign up for the course, the Angels and Tarot Masterclass. It actually, I would recommend that they do that first before we do the miracle method. And it's a way of actually then moving into the next place because then you tap into your awareness. Thank you so much, Seth. Our guest today on Late Boomers has been Seth Dietland, visionary and teacher who can help us with our alignment and our angel communication. Thank you again. Thank you. And you can connect with Seth on Instagram at Talk to My Angels, where he has a link to all of his offerings. And you can also listen to his message on the Talk to My Angels podcast and on YouTube. And we want to remind our listeners to visit our website, lateboomers.biz. Drop us an email, biz, B-I-Z. Also follow Late Boomers on Instagram and follow your co-hosts at I am Kathy Worthington and at I am Mary Elkins. We hope we have inspired, challenged, and entertained you on our podcast episodes. And thanks again, Seth. Thank you so much. Lots of love to you. You too. for joining us on late boomers the podcast that is your guide to creating a third act with style power and impact please visit our website and get in touch with us at lateboomers.biz if you would like to listen to or download other episodes of late boomers go to ewnpodcastnetwork.com this podcast is also available on spotify apple podcast and most other major podcast sites We hope you make use of the wisdom you've gained here and that you enjoy a successful third act with your own style, power, and impact. Calling all speakers. E-Women Network has speaking engagements all over North America that must be filled. Are you a gifted messenger, author, expert, or successful entrepreneur that can help women entrepreneurs grow their businesses? Our mission is to help 1 million fulfilled women each achieve $1 million in annual revenue. If you're a speaker that can help women prosper, go to eWomenNetwork.com and sign up as a pro member of our Speakers Network. That's eWomenNetwork.com. 
Have you ever asked yourself this question? Why is it so hard to make a buck? <laughs> I know I have. Hi, I'm Sandra Yancey, founder and CEO of eWomen Network. What I have discovered after going from the brink of bankruptcy to running a multi-million dollar award-winning business is this. You can't build a million dollar dream hanging around minimum wage mindsets. My mission is one million women entrepreneurs generating $1 million in annual revenue. So here's what I've done. I've created the mother of all entrepreneur success programs that you can access online on your time. It's called Monetize Me Now. It's a seven module online course that is 100% my success formula, covering mindset, mission, management, motivation, marketing, and measure. Come on, take my hand and I'll show you the way to learn to earn flowing revenue for your business. Visit monetizemenow.com for details. Thanks for listening. This is the EWN Podcast Network.